0: Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in, so here we go. Welcome back. Here we are. Last week, we talked about how to affair-proof your marriage, and Tori and I gave five points. If you don't remember those, I'll give them to you in just a second, and and we've got five more that we want to talk about. And, and I guess we could probably just keep doing this for weeks and weeks and just keep thinking of other points, but talking about ways that you can make sure that you're not going to fall prey to what it seems like so many people are falling prey to. Yeah in this current cultural environment and uh and so we're we're here to help we're here to help ourselves we're here to help you and we want to join you, want you to join us in a journey but now before we jump into it we have a friend of ours that gave us a great joke
1: yes we do we got a couple you guys keep sending your jokes these are great um
0: who's this that gave this one
1: okay so the first one comes from my crossfit buddy kendra taplin
0: k tap
1: mm-hmm um are you ready for it? I'm ready. Unfortunately, my obese parrot just died, but it's a huge weight off my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you say
0: parent or parrot?
1: I think I jacked that whole thing up. Unfortunately, my obese parrot, parrot. Oh, like just bird. died, but it's a huge weight off my shoulders. <laughs> okay. Not <laughs> oh, bad. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Not bad. Taplin. Um, She's my uh, love hate partner in CrossFit because oh, she yeah. pushes me pretty pretty hard. I love yeah. it and I hate her at the same time.
0: Yes, <laughs> I have a few buddies like that. Mm-hmm. Jason, Dadgum Dellinger, yeah, hate him and love him.
1: Yeah, those are the ones they, at, after the workout you love them because you're like that was an awesome workout and I'm sweating yeah. my butt off. But in the middle you're like, why the heck did oh, I partner with her? <laughs> <I'm there. Yeah. laughs> okay, this one's from Shelley Carpenter and this is from her seven year old son. What do cats eat on hot days? What? Mice cream.
0: Oh, oh. (laughs) okay. Oh, that's great. Good job. And you remember this, Tor.
1: Shelly's son. That's awesome.
0: Shelly's son. Oh, we don't know his name.
1: No, I wish I Uh, did, but that was funny. Could have given him a shout out.
0: (laughs) I used to have a major addiction to ice cream.
1: Yeah, you did. But I
0: broke it. Now it's dark chocolate. It is. That's how I broke it. You have to
1: replace a bad habit with a healthy one. Don't
0: just go cold turkey. Yep. Okay. Now we're talking about how to affair proof your marriage. So let me give you a quick um, reminder of the five points we mentioned last week. And I'm going to give you five points this week. And we're coming from the standpoint of what you can do individually in your own heart, your own mind, in, in things that you can do individually, not relationally, like let's go on date night once a week. Let's be open in our communication, that kind of stuff. We're not talking about relationally. We're talking about individually. So last week, We gave you five points that we thought would help you. First, know that you're not above an affair. That's number one. Number two, recognize your triggers. What are those triggers that you've got? Like if words of affirmation is your thing, be careful of hearing it from others or giving it to others. Uh, Number three, be aware of magnetism. Mm. Magnetism is a natural thing, but in marriage, you cannot be magnetized to people of the opposite sex. Or, I mean, nowadays, there's homosexual tendencies or whatever. Right. So it's all of that. You shouldn't be magnetized in a romantic way to other people right. at all. Um, number four, be transactional in communicating with the opposite sex, mm. right? And the only time that you sh- you can go outside that little rule is with number five, when you're running all your relationships with the opposite sex through your spouse. There's no like deep-seated emotional connection that you've got with somebody to the opposite sex. That, that doesn't run through your spouse. Right. Okay. And even if it does, there shouldn't be deep seated emotional connection with another person like that. Yes. So, because when you got married, you said, I do your identity changed, right? You are not just a single individual anymore. You are now the bond of two people. The two have become one. You're not the same person anymore. So y- that new identity between you and your spouse is something you've got to protect. Right. So let's, jump. and I
1: think that so many people after they have had a affair an affair that's when they start to look at these things. They start yeah. to look for guardrails. They start to look for boundaries. Right. Yeah. And so we just want to give you guys some things that you can apply before. Like there, there has to be this healthy, fair and a healthy, fair, healthy fear of, um, of an affair. Yeah. Right. And what it, the ripple down effect, what that would look like for your family before it happens because so often it's just you're caught off guard and suddenly you're in a situation where you're you're backpedaling and you're like oh yeah. my goodness things have gone too far and it's it it hurts people and it's it's really really hard on the relationship and so so that's why we feel like it's so important to start talking about these things these boundaries these guardra- guardrails that we can have even though they may even seem overboard yeah once an affair happens, they suddenly don't seem overboard. They yeah. seem very necessary, and they seem like a really good idea. Yeah. And so it's so important that we talk about them and we recognize, like what you said last w- last week was, um, what was it? What you are in actuality? Oh
0: yeah, you're you're no worse. Impossibility. You're no, yeah, you're no worse in possibility than the worst adulterer. Adulterer is in actuality. actuality yeah. You have to know that. Yeah. It could happen to you. Right. You know, so some of these little rules that Tori and I have come up with, you know, for our own lives and and just, you know, joining you guys in the journey as, you know, we're not experts or anything. You could think sound prudish, like, oh my gosh, that's too extreme or whatever. But just think about the difference between JFK and Mike Pence. Vice President Mike Pence, you know, wouldn't even take a, a meeting with a woman you know, without having an assistant there with him. Right. He wouldn't be in a closed, in a door, in a office with a closed door or a, or an elevator. And he got so made fun of, Yeah. but JFK, he never got made fun of, but he was a little Romeo. I mean, yeah. I mean, just look at how he devastated some young women.
1: Right. And, JFK. I, even th- and I even think of Billy Graham, his testimony. Yeah. Yes, fantastic. He had some really good guardrails up and so many people thought that they were overboard and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but they were really good.
0: Yeah, that's true. So let's talk five more points tour. Point number one. I think this one's, I think this one's a really good one. This might help people more than any of them. Control your internal voice. Hmm. That internal voice of appreciation or, or or admiration of others. You've got to control that. Like for instance, um, and, and you've heard affairs that have started this way, you know, the, the woman and her husband aren't doing really well. Maybe they're separated for a little bit or whatever the case may be, or maybe he's out of town on business a lot, but she still got to go to the soccer field with her kids. And there's one dad that's mm-hmm. always saying, hey, can I help you out? Let me get those chairs for you. Let me help you put this back or, you know, ne- the next week he's like, you know what? Hey, I brought you guys some Gatorade. I want to make sure. And and the next thing you know, in her mind, subconsciously, you know what? I really appreciate him. Yes. I, what a nice guy. Right. I mean, he is, Wow. It's, it's like in her internal voice is now speaking to her. Right. You have to control that. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing from a base level, a guy who's watching a football game and, and you know how the, the, the camera will pan to the cheerleaders or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden he's like thinking, wow, how pretty is that girl or whatever. And he starts right. to, his internal voice starts to tell him right. how good looking she is. You know what? You can control that internal voice. Right. You shut it off. Right. You're like, nope, yeah. not going that direction. Right. And you can be totally transactional with yourself.
1: I like the way that Joyce Meyer says it. She says, think about what you're thinking about. So often in our thoughts, we just have they're just running rampant. We have no idea, zero self-awareness of what's going on in our brains. Yes. We have to get to a point where we know what we're thinking about. Oh my goodness. I'm I I don't need to be thinking about this. Yeah. Like I don't need to be to be repeating in my mind what just happened like a minute ago when that person you know, was helping me and complimenting or whatever. No, you know, that's, that's when it becomes transactional.
0: Yes. It's like, who cares? Who cares if that girl's pretty? Like, it's like, you don't even think, don't let yourself go that direction. It was like, wow, she is so good looking. And then you spend five seconds thinking about it. No, right. Shut that off. Right. And if you do feel appreciation for someone, Right. And, and let's say, you know, that going back to the example of, of that mom who the husband, the other guy is always helping her out and she starts to really feel appreciative for him. I would say first, shut it off. And second, do not voice that. <laughs> like don't right. go and now start telling him how awesome he is. Right. I talked to a guy.
1: Thank you for always helping me. Thank you. You're always you're there so for me. sweet mm-hmm. You're
0: so kind. I was talking to a buddy of mine a long time ago and he told me that he had an emotional affair with his wife and it started because this one girl would always come up to him and tell him what an awesome job he did. I uh, think they worked together or something. Right. She just was always telling me how awesome. And you know, it was funny because my wife hadn't told me that in like 10 years. Yeah. And so now this girl didn't know. Right. That the wife had never said that to him in right. 10 years, but now she's filling up his love tank and his internal voice is going, Wow. This that felt is, good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. felt good. Control that internal voice. Just don't let it control you. So that's that's point number one for today. Point number two, you'll like this tour. Okay. Redefine your type.
1: Yeah, I like that one.
0: When you get married, you, your spouse is your type. Mm-hmm. So somebody says, what are you? You like blondes or brunettes? You're like, I, mean, I like Tori. Whatever <laughs> right. Tori is. If she went blonde this year and... Next year, she's brunette. I'm Tori. Mm-hmm,
1: right? Right.
0: That's the kind of person that I am. You have to redefine. You're not a type. Right. Your spouse is your type. Right. So whatever stage in life your spouse is in, mm-hmm. that's your type. Right. And you can do that. You, you Your brain is powerful. Yeah. Your mind is powerful. It makes me
1: think of that Proverbs that says, let her breasts satisfy you always. Yeah. That means before nursing, after nursing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Through yeah. the... 50 pound weight gain of child, you know, yeah, let it. Yeah. There's something really powerful about about our brains that we can let things happen.
0: Yes. And the Lord rewards that. So if that's your mindset, it's like, I'm going to let her body satisfy me always, or, or I'm going to let my husband be the one who satisfies me always. Then when you're 85 years old and things look a little bit different than they used to, God rewards your attitude. And trust me, it it will still work, right? It still happens, you know, at eighty five years old, right? Because God comes in and says, "I'm going to reward you, right, for allowing your spouse to be the one who is your type.
1: Let her satisfy you. Let him satisfy you always. Yeah.
0: So that that's point number two. Okay. Point number three. Um, this is a big one. Don't let anything grow in secret. Mm. Like there are no secrets. Like your spouse has to have access to everything. Yes. You know, texts, emails. Everything is open. Yep. Um, conversations, you know. Every now and then, I'll get a a direct message or something like that in in Facebook, and I don't know who it is or whatever. And and so I might just say, "Tori, who is this?" You know, mm-hmm. it's like all of that stuff has to be open. Yeah, nothing can grow in secret. Right. So it's making sure that your spouse has access to everything, mm-hmm. and that there, if you're if you're controlling your internal voice. And let's just say your internal voice hasn't been controlled, and you do find yourself, as we talked last week, magnetized to somebody you shouldn't. As much as it's going to hurt your spouse, go ahead and tell them because right. ultimately it will build trust. Right. Go ahead and let them know because ultimately they'll know. Okay, so we caught it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we we preemptively caught this. Right. But it really does help build trust.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So sin grows in secret. So that would bring me. Um, this isn't another point, but it does bring me to another topic. But it's so incredibly important: is to have accountability in your life. Yeah. So that if you, if you've got three, let's let's just say from a guy's perspective, if if I've got three or four buddies who know me and know uh, uh, my temptations or whatever, because we're accountability buddies, right? And they see me talking to a girl like consistently, let's say we're working out and it's always that girl that I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. Well, my accountability buddies would say, okay, so this is the third workout in a row where I've saw you mosey over and talk to that girl. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You know, like it's important Mm -hmm. that you've got people who can read your mail. Right. And, and speak to you like that. It's important for your spouse to know that. Right. And that you give your spouse safe space to be able to speak into your life like that. It's like, okay, so I saw you over there talking to her or or if it's the the guy telling me, I saw you over there talking to him. It was a conversation about like, you know, it's right, not, you don't have to keep, be suspicious right, of each other. Right. You're just open. Exactly. You can't let anything grow in secret. Okay. Point number four tour. Um, and this one is, but it's the, the, so I've said, these are the most important. This one is the most important. Okay. You got to know that God is the one who fulfills all your needs and not your spouse. Mm-hmm. You want to affair-proof your marriage, then you need to know that your spouse is not the one who meets your needs. Right? Not one single need is met by your spouse. I'm talking every need. Your physical need, every single need is met by God through, through your, your spouse.
1: spouse. Yep, that's a big one.
0: If you see that and you recognize that, right? then... One, it's going to really revamp your relationship with God, yeah. to where you see him as your provider. Right. Two, it's going to take the pressure off your spouse. Right. It really will. What would we call that Toward Trust the triangle. Right. You know, mm-hmm. w- when you've got just a picture, a triangle in your mind, you've got God at the top. Right. You have a husband and wife at the bottom, um, the bottom two points. And as each one of the spouses grow closer to God, they're growing closer to each other. Right.
1: And yeah, and as you are growing closer to God, I believe that you have more of a supernatural grace to meet the needs of your spouse as you grow closer to Him. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like there's suddenly grace for things that you didn't have grace for because now you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, And then I know for us and early on in our marriage, that was just a huge turning point for me because I always felt like, um, you were the one to provide my needs. Like I yeah. really looked to you to, to play that role. And as the Lord began to convict me and show me that he was the source, it wasn't until then that I was like, okay, he was, he began to use you mm-hmm. to meet those needs. But it, he, because I recognized the source, it was just, it was just this really beautiful completion that, I, that I hadn't experienced before that. Cause I was always looking to you. Yeah. To meet the needs
0: and if you know that your spouse is looking through you to god it does relieve the pressure from you you know i think about the the wife whose husband travels a lot or Mm -hmm. whatever and and you know maybe he's confessed some things to her in the past or whatever and she's having a hard time trusting him but if he can get to a point where she knows that he is looking to god as the source of right everything that he's got and that he's accountable to God even mm-hmm. more than even more than her, it begins to set her heart at ease.
1: Absolutely. You've got mm-hmm. to do that.
0: So so that's point number four and point number five. Choose to cheat others and not your spouse. Yes. Okay. What I mean by that is you can't worry about what others think. So you you the the classic um dude who compliments the girl and and she just, she doesn't know really how to respond to it, but it's just like, oh, thank you. You're sweet or whatever. You know, it's like, um, cause you don't want that guy to feel bad mm-hmm. or he might be coming across flirty, but you don't want him to feel bad. So you, you just don't really say anything or whatever right? in that moment. You've got to be thinking about your spouse and not concern yes. yourself with how that dude feels. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so I don't give a flying fart what this guy thinks. Yes. I do care about what my spouse thinks and therefore if this dude's gonna come on to me or if this dude is gonna compliment or whatever, I'm not gonna respond to it at all. Right. Even if it's an awkward silence.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Because
0: you're thinking about your spouse, not that person.
1: Yep. This is a really hard one for people pleasers. It is. Because you're 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 so aware of people's feelings and and their response and you don't want to hurt, you know, you don't want yeah. to be awkward and i i remember actually early on in our marriage um i you kind of felt that i would i would that i could possibly respond to people that could come off wrong because i didn't want to offend them yeah. right
0: it was a legit fear of mine
1: yeah and i remember having like nightmares that <laughs> like guys would come on to me but i would be too afraid to to yeah. say what are you doing like you know like i would be like oh god like kind of like nervously going along and then i remember that was something that we we talked about a lot early on like oh, what well, like well, how how do i respond without i don't want to like make it awkward or whatever and i just remember the lord really saying who are you most worried about yeah are you like this this guy you barely know or your husband like yeah it's just kind of like why do you care why do you, why do you how care respond. yeah exactly and i just had to kind of i had to kind of remold the way that i thought about that I'm like yeah. yeah i don't care like why Why do i care so much and to about to, what people think and to make me
0: not look like an absolute idiot here because i'm not some paranoid punk that can't handle it but to, you know tori when she's younger she's the sweetest person in the world and also beautiful we'd go to places and there were legit dudes that you know wanted to like mosey over and talk or whatever i remember the mailman i remember the mailman you don't even remember this tour. This was like almost 20 years ago when we lived over close to downtown Concord. And I just remember thinking, I saw this guy go up and he saw Tori come out and get the mail. And I could tell the dude was like, Whoa, who is that? You know? And then the next day he found a way to kind of put the mail in slow and then slowly walk back. And he heard the door open and he turned around and said, excuse me, do you know what time it is? And the dude had a watch on. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. So I saw that. And, uh, I told Tori don't answer him. But of course, I didn't say it at the moment. But she's like, "Oh, it's you know whatever. Thanks for bringing the mail. You want to
1: come in for some coffee?" No, just kidding. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that just made the hair on the back of my neck stand up.
0: But uh, so she was sweet and all. And I remember telling her like, if that dude asks you any question, you just turn around and walk back inside and make it feel weird to him. She's like, "Why? I don't want to make him feel weird." I'm like, "Homeboy thinks you're it on a stick. He's not wearing a ring." And I don't want you talking with, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're like, oh, well, Jason, you're overreacting. No, I'm not. Yeah. I don't think I was overreacting at that moment, but.
1: No. And I think that in that kind of situation in a marriage, I needed to defer to you because honestly, I was really naive and really yeah. oblivious. Yeah. at that stage of my life. Um, and so, it, but it was hard because I'm like, oh, I just, I, I don't want to be mean. Like, I don't yeah. want to become come across as the jerk, right? Yeah. It's like, why do you care so much about what that guy that you'll never see again <laughs> thinks? Yeah,
0: And I only said it, I mean, I haven't even, that. that's the only time that I've ever had to do that. But I knew, that male man, I knew specifically, uh, and because I had played basketball with him at, at, at a rec center one time and, and he's just, just a punk and, so when I saw him kind of like coming onto my wife, I'm like, okay, I'm either going to drop him or Tori, <laughs> you're going to ignore him. And in that moment, then what Tori had to do was kind of adhere to that point that I brought up where it's like, you're thinking about your spouse, not that other person. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. it cheats them out of that feeling of appreciation for something that they did or said to you, yeah. then fine. If there's awkward silence, then who the heck cares? Right. it doesn't matter you're thinking of your spouse in that moment right you're not worried about what they think
1: yeah and I mean obviously there has to be discernment it's not like I can't talk to the opposite sex yeah and right. Jason's gonna get mad that's not the case at all it's just using discernment and allowing your spouse to speak into your life obviously Jason had known this guy from from yeah. somewhere else like he like had to, he had a discernment that something was a little bit off there and I didn't need to be responding right yeah but then you know there's countless Other times where I'm talking to somebody and he would never respond like that because they're, you know, he's not discerning something that's off. So we we do, we need our spouse to be able to be our feeler sometimes and our discerners.
0: Okay. So that's, that's it. That's, that's the five for today. So let me do this real quick. I just want to give the quick rundown on the 10. Okay. And then I want Tori to give me a, would you rather you got one poised and ready to go? I got one. Ooh. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. So, uh, from last episode, and this episode, we got these ten points that that we discuss that we feel can affair-proof your marriage. Number one, you need to know that you personally are not above an affair. Okay, you have to know that. Number two, recognize your triggers. Number three, be aware of magnetism and you stop it the minute you feel it. Uh, number four, be transactional in communicating with the opposite sex. Number five, run your relationships with the opposite sex through your spouse. Don't be going off and having all these one-off relationships with other people. Uh, that don't run through your spouse. Uh, Number six, control your internal voice. Make sure that you're not sitting there admiring and appreciating people in your mind. Just just stop that. Uh, Number seven, redefine your type. Your spouse is now your type. Number eight, don't let anything grow in secret. Make sure there are no secrets. Number four, Know that God is the one who fulfills all your needs and not your spouse. And uh, I said number four, number nine.
1: i So confused.
0: uh, It was number four for today, but number nine total. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was confusing. You should have seen Tori's face right there. She's like,
1: you're an idiot. No, I was like, did I check out or did he check out? Like, I I don't really trust myself. (laughs) I be.
0: And finally, number 10, choose to cheat others, not your spouse. Don't worry about what they think. Mm. So, Heavy topic, but thank you guys for listening along with us. I hope yes. It was a blessing to you. It's a blessing to us. Tori, hit me up.
1: Okay. Jason Benham, would you rather swim in a pool of jello or jump into a pool of packing peanuts?
0: Jump into a pool of packing peanuts or swim in a pool of jello. I'm gonna do swim in a pool of jello because that sounds really fun.
1: They both sound fun to me, to yeah, be honest.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure, you know.
1: I don't think I've uh, ever I'm, said both. Yeah. For a would you rather.
0: But the pool of jello is kinda cool.
1: Yeah, that does sound kind of fun.
0: Jello is such a summer yeah, dessert. Yeah.
1: That's true. It's like 95 out, so I can perfect. see. Perfect. But then, you know, peanuts is also fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. Good job, Tor. It's great.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, All right. Well,. Part two is over and we are out.
0: <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Beauty and battle. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And if Tori and I were popular enough to have a sponsor, I'd thank them too, but <laughs> we're not. So, <laughs> oh. but now that, that means that you should be rating, reviewing, subscribing and sharing our podcast. That way Tori and I can actually get a podcast sponsor and I can, there thank you go. Them. so you know what? I'm just going to thank myself. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. I'm sorry. Can't take credit. There you go. All right. Thanks All right, for hanging thanks, out, with
1: guys. Us. We'll see you.